Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez. What up, Kim? Jimmy. PJ. Be Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show you get the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level. Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, what up? What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On that War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. We got B. Austin in the building. It's opening day in MLB. NBA and NHL second half stretches are underway, and the NFL is forcing extra labor on its players. We're going to talk about it all, so sit back, relax. Bust it up with your homies in the war room once again. Of course, if you can get in on the conversation, you can do that right now by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 15 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. And before that, you know, we're going to talk with Fred Purdue about this upcoming NFL draft and and some of this QB information that's going on out here. Pro days, uh, QB rankings going into the draft, all that. So just sit back, relax, hang out with us for a minute. But look, like we always tell you, man, whether you're live with us or not, we just need you to, you know, we got to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still listen to us and check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because we're pretty much on all of them. So check out the War Room and all the other shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't. What up, brothers? Uh, y'all been keeping keeping up with the Derek Chauvin, whatever, however you say his last name. Y'all been keeping up with that trial? Nut-ass officer I mean, from Minnesota. I was- I was just on Twitter, like, you know, um, getting get me uh, the the tea, so to speak, from Twitter. So, you know, that, that's as much as I do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't tuned in at all to the trial. So I just see everybody, you know, outraged on social media, and I kind of know what's going on at, at every waking yeah. minute of the trial. What about you, B? You tuned in? Right. Be I can't. I can't. Nah, I can't. I can't. I can't tune into that trial, man. I can't yeah. do that. I, I, I'm already. Y'all know me, man. I can't do that, man. I put yeah. my life. I mean, that. even watching the, the like, if if you're watching, I'm pretty sure they showed because I I saw that part of the outrage on 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 social media. You know, they showed the actual video of it happening. That's something that I choose not to ever watch again in my life so I wouldn't in be life. able to sit through Never. that again but so, you know so, among so, other things so it's the I, usual from what so I hear close. you know I hear that right now George Floyd seems to be actually the one on trial and, and not the officer yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. put him put yeah, his yeah, knee yeah. on it's his the, neck it's the usual it's, it's, yeah. it's the thing we've seen all of our lives when shit like this happens because of course this is probably 
the umpteenth million time, million time. Now, what I'm telling people, because there's a lot of people saying, okay, well, if he gets off, we're going to riot, we're going to burn this mf down and all this. I said, listen, this is the sacrificial lamb. They're going to throw this dude in jail. But the reality is, what does that do to change the system that bred him and created him? Like, what changes are we really making? They're just, just going to use him as an example. They, this is egregious. He looked in the camera. All right. But what about the actual system? But why ask why when you know why? You know yeah. that. So, no doubt. That. No doubt. So we're going to get into this NFL draft talk with Fred Perdue. But before we do that, we definitely got to pay this bill. Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, you know what time it is. It's time for you to make some bread sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then it's time to place your bets. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle at all. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after you find out your favorite player just signed a 300 million dollar deal right before the game and no longer has to has a reason to play hard so join now and my bookie will match 50 percent of your first deposit up to a thousand dollars just use the promo code war room to activate this offer all caps one word war room visit mybookie.ag today play win and get paid that's all there is to it and of course you know we we you know we haven't talked to fred purdue uh, on the war room and quite a minute. So we got the homie back on the line to talk about the upcoming NFL draft, which is on April 29th. So he's going to be with us for a few minutes every week leading up to the draft to get you hardcore, diehard football fans ready for this year's NFL draft, which will again be a live draft. So, um, you know, with players and everybody in attendance. So, Fred, what's going on, good brother? Good to hear from you. Fellas, what's going on? It's been a minute. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, we, we got, a, we got a, a live NFL draft coming up, not a virtual draft. Um, so, on the 29th, it's on once again. So look. Definitely, definitely. I'm, actually, I'm looking forward to it. And before, I, before you go any further, I, I do apologize. I got dragged to the store. Doing my husband-like duties, you know, so. Oh, yeah, if you guys hear music in the background, I got to, you know. I was about to say, you, you're a husband now, man. That's that's what happens, you know, when it's time, to go, to, store, store, it's time to go to the store. So whatever yeah, business you're much. doing, you got to handle your business while you're out handling her business. So get used to mm-hmm. it. Definitely. All right, so look, man, we're going to talk real quick. You know, we're going to hold you long, especially since you, <laughs> you're doing your shop thing. Um. We're going to talk about the quarterback pro days um, that, that everybody's been hearing about uh, recently. Um, you can tell us about the ones that stood out, the, not- the notable ones, whether good or bad. Um, and we'll talk about some QB rankings heading into um, the draft uh, later on this month. So what, what happened during these quarterback pro days, man? Who stood out, good or bad? So- Good or bad. Uh, for me, I, for, at the top of the top of this thing, you know, there's a, there's this quarterback named Trevor Lawrence who we've been talking about since the beginning. Pretty much since his freshman year, we've been saying he's the number one pick, and, well, he killed it. I mean, he had, he can make every throw. Uh, he's 6'6". Six, six, he's 220. He's going to have shoulder surgery. It is what it is. Uh, for me, 
he checks off every box. I know B Austin. We we kind of get into it every now and then, but you know, I'm he's not my cup of tea. You, for people that follow me, they know Justin Fields is my guy. Been my guy since uh, since he was in high school. But uh, these two guys have been that one, one two. since um since QB one. What was that show that we watched, Jimmy? QB one on Netflix. Justin yeah, Fields is the man since then. Yeah, that was uh, QB one. That mm-hmm. He was on there. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's been my guy, and uh, both of those guys they tore it up. But the one guy most people don't know about is, is Zach Wilson, who he reminds me of Johnny Manziel with an arm. And I'm not really, I wasn't a big fan <laughs> of Johnny Manziel at the NFL level, but it just seems like everyone loves this guy. But personally, if I go turn on the tape against Coastal Carolina. I can tell you right now, he can't read defense. He struggles with zone blitzes, and that's Coastal Carolina. What happens when it becomes the New England Patriots or, or the Miami Dolphins or, God forbid, the San Francisco 49ers? So, for me, I, I, I just – when I see a guy – everyone gets wowed by these great throws that these quarterbacks make against the air with shorts and shorts on, no pass rush. They, get in, they just get into it. But, for me, I, I want to see the tape. Does the tape match the throws? Does the tape match – what the guy can do, and I don't see it with Zach Wilson. Is he a generational talent? No. Is he a good right. player that may need development? Yes. Um, and then, of course, there's Mac Jones, the the guy that's very – he's steady. He's one guy that everyone's comparing him to Tom Brady. I don't see it. Um, he's, he has, he's, to me, he reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins. And if that's what you're good with, going to the playoffs, Losing in the first round, being average and paying a guy ninety plus million, simply uh, fully guaranteed every three years. Sure, that's you're hitting a single, and that's all you're ever going to do. <laughs> but that's just not my cup of tea. Uh, and last but not least, Trey Lance. He's the most talented, but the least uh, developed of the group. He's coming from North Dakota State, and from, uh, he's the one guy that everyone's going to compare him to Carson Wentz. Completely different quarterback, but he's the most NFL ready as far as the ability to uh, play in an NFL system. But he mm-hmm. needs to, as far as being a fit in an NFL system, he needs development from a mental standpoint. He has the arm, he has the athleticism, but he needs to be in the film room with a veteran helping him develop over time. I wouldn't start him year one. I'd let him go year two. He's the one, but he could possibly be the best of the bunch. Okay, so going back to Fields, all right, because mm-hmm. um, like I said, you said that's always been your guy, and I can attest to that. Like you've always uh, sang his praises. But on his pro day, of course, this is what stands out to the casual fans and to the I call them the casual media all the same. He ran a four four four. He ran a Jay-Z in the 40-yard dash, right? Mm-hmm. But that seems to be all they're talking about. Like, did he shine as well, you know, passing the ball and doing all the other things that you need an NFL quarterback to do? Because as soon as you run that 4-4, that's all people are going to talk about. Yeah, really so first off, thing. first things first, with the, with, the, with the 40s, it doesn't matter what quarterback you talk about. They all ran fast 40s because with hand time, we all know your hand time is different than my hand time. It's a lot of embellishment. Put them on the laser and then we can talk. We can't. I don't believe you. 
I think I think Justin Fields is a four four five type of guy. I've seen that on tape. He I mean, which is which is still people. blazing for a quarterback, yeah, and it gives you it gives you that extra component that you need in the NFL of athleticism. But I kind of, you know, I, I, I kind of despise when that starts to overshadow everything else. That's all that you heard about all week. You ran a four four and a forty. Okay. Yeah, the, like <laughs> that's that's great. The forty is great. But what I saw from him was the poise, the ability to make every throw at every level of the field. That right. is what, no pun intended. But um, he's just one of. He's been that guy that has improved year after year after year. Uh, he made a throw fading away uh, at the very end of his session. It was a, a, post, a post corner to the tight end, uh, Luke Farrell, where Luke Farrell just dropped the football, uh, and he wanted to he wanted to redo it just simply because he wanted to make he wanted to showcase not only his arm but he wanted to showcase his tight end. So not only is it the leadership skills, <laughs> his tight end tried to blow his own chances. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know. And I, and I encourage people to go back and watch the national championship against Alabama that Ohio State played in. And don't look at the score. Don't look at the game. Look at the, the actual reps. We all know the result of the game. See, no, but that's so, why I think being as fast as he is, Fred, I think it's kind of the gift and the curse because it could, you know, it could help you or it could be a disservice because in a lot of cases, I think a lot of fast quarterbacks of the past they, they they talked about their 40 speed and it overrated them as quarterbacks. But then you look at a guy like Justin Fields, and when all they do is talk about his 40 time, it might do him a little bit of a disservice because there's a whole lot of other things that he could actually do that they're not focusing on right now. So in his case, you right, know what I'm saying, right. he's kind of the, the anti. Even though we've seen Lamar Jackson win MVP of the NFL, like I think it's still been proven – over his stint, over the course of his career, that there's still some throws that he's not comfortable with. There's still some things as a passer that he's not comfortable with doing. And now right. all the people that's kind of built him up as, you know, because of his athleticism are now starting to crap on him and, and tear him down because after a few seasons, they're noticing there's some NFL stuff that he still can't do. But y'all knew that coming in, but y'all ignored it because he was fast. <laughs> the hype got you. Right, gave right. him MVP because he was fast. So, yeah. you know, yeah, hopefully, and, you know, he'll improve me, as well because I'm a fan. Now, my comparison, I know I don't – I know I'm the comp guy, right? So, mm-hmm. when I throw my comps out, sometimes I get kind of – I'm a little crazy sometimes. But yeah, you be Russell Wilson – <laughs> Russell Wilson's arm and his ability to throw the deep ball with Cam Newton's athleticism in the beginning of his career. That's right. who Justin that's a it's a cross of those two players. That's who Justin uh-huh. and, and then you and then you did the usual. You crossed him with two black dudes. But it's all right, we're gonna give you a pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so look, Fred, before we get you out of here, man, give us your, your rankings going into the draft. Give us your, your Q B rankings. Uh your top top five if there's Five top, good ones out there that's worth it. Top five, easy. Trevor Lawrence, one. Justin Fields, two. Mac Jones, three. Zach Wilson, four. Trey Lance, five. All right. There you have it. All right, let everybody know before you go where they can find you on um, social media because they can find you back here next week talking some more NFL draft stuff. But where can they find you on social media in the meantime? 
You guys can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, even on the TikTok world. Uh, I do a little bit of that too. Uh, Spread produce CFB. All right, no doubt, man. We'll, and thanks for your time as usual. And we'll holler at you next week, man. Go back and shop before your wife ring your neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, peace. <laughs> All right, Fred Purdue, everybody, he gave you everywhere that you could find him on social media, even on TikTok. I hope you're on TikTok talking football and not dancing, but um, <laughs> do your thing. All right, so, um, yeah, NFL NFL draft will be um, interesting this year. B. Austin, real quick, because we don't want to linger on this any longer than we have to, but what did you think of the trade? that the Eagles made to actually come out of the sixth pick that Doug Peterson threw a game to get. Were you cool with it because they got extra stuff in the process or were you hoping yeah. that they kind of flipped that into a new quarterback? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> uh, we, we... No, I mean, I, I understand that the, the, I understand acquiring assets for depth. I understand that because, you know, they had a bad season last year. A lot of dudes got old right before our eyes. They're getting rid of some guys. So I understand that. You got more picks. You know, they from even in the first round, you only go down from 6 to 12. Any other year, like the Eagles with the 12th pick, that's kind of a steal. But when you had the 6th pick, you're not exactly sure what you have at quarterback. You got a couple of good ones coming out. I'm thinking, like, all right, let's give up some stuff and move up. They they kind of moved we down. Moved down. So maybe that Yo, is so a, that, maybe, that mean, maybe that's confidence so, so, so. In, in your boy. Yeah yeah I, I, yeah I was about to say do you do you that's move up to grab one of these real quarterbacks? Me or I you do. moving down <laughs> to build depth or you moving down to build depth because you think you have it at quarterback? I, and, and then the other question is what do you do? Do you build depth first or do you get the quarterback? I think you get the quarterback. So evidently yeah. they think they already have the quarterback. Well, I what I did hear, though, what I did hear is prior to making that deal, they tried to move up to get the third pick. So I think they were trying it, and once they couldn't, they yeah. realized, okay, we can move down, get extra picks, still get some good players, even at that position, that 12th position, and, you know, the other picks that they acquired – and have do play if he's garbage, we're gonna go as he goes probably, and we'll be right back in the mix for a pick next year. Because I'm thinking they're thinking at six, there's not gonna be a quarterback there that's worth kind of blowing up yeah. the franchise for. So I, so I kind of understand yeah. the thinking. I'm, I, I, they're probably thinking if they can't get up in the top three, the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields sweepstakes, then it's probably not worth it. So right now, not worth, you just yeah. get the depth. And see what this dude can do, and if he can't, then we might be right back here next year, uh, picking one of these. I, that's what I'm hoping that they're thinking. You know what I'm saying? I hope they're not on some cocky. Oh, we're gonna be all right, so let's go do this. Because even at six, a lot of people had them. Because six probably. This is how I look at it. Six, six wasn't really the spot either for one of these guys that you wanted to get. You know what I mean? No, you're right. At six, they right. had the Eagles taking a receiver to or a tight end at, at six. So they're, they're not going to get the same receiver or same tight end at 12, but they're still, you know, if you're looking at those positions, there's still receivers out there I'm, at 12. I'm, so hopefully I'm open, it works I'm open-minded 
I'm open-minded. So when I say this, don't laugh. Y'all going to laugh. I see Hurts as a poor man's dad. <laughs> y'all already know what I think. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Like I'm open. I'm open to being wrong. Like I'm not sold on him. He's a bum. I'm not angry with him. I I, I hope that he proves me wrong and he exceeds what I've listen, seen. Listen, but, man. Yo, because you I said poor man. If he if he can not man. be a poor man's Dak and he can be a Dak or an almost Dak. You put some stuff around him, we'll be good enough to to be all right in this division again. I know, I know. Jimmy and I think a little higher of Dak than you do. None of us are saying he's you know Yo. end all be all. None of that. Listen, man. But if he can be a Dak, and not even a poor man, if he could be a Dak, I'm good with that. Yo, they gave him boy eight for the billion. Dak was a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, he definitely is in losing situations. We got to see if <laughs> if Dak, but 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 that's that's what I'm saying. We can't. That's not Dak's fault that the Cowboys themselves are always overrated. So if everybody else can do what they're supposed to do, then maybe we'll get a chance to see what Dak can do in a winning situation. You know what I mean? So. Yo, I'm gonna tell but, y'all right but, now. But that, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. He'd be lighting right the, the, the box score up. I tell you. Yo, that. have y'all have y'all have y'all seen the Cowboys' defense and what they're doing? Yo, they're worse. They have a worse defense on paper right now. I mean, I'm sure they can do something between now and the start of the season. Yo, their defense is worse now than it was last year. But you know what though? The Cowboys seem to play better when they're worse on paper. Their their defense. I'm talking about. Yeah. All those years when they were supposed to be this and then had, like, the worst defense you've ever seen in your life, they had all these names and paying all this big money, it kind of seems like the less paper talent they have, the better they are. But, the better they play. Uh, forget them. I hope they never win a game again in the history of their franchise. That's speaking from a fan's perspective. But, um, Yo, Dak, you're getting $40 million a year to track. Yeah, yeah. Um, and shout out to Skyview. He talking about his Raiders in the chat room. First of all, he said, "How are you gonna go and let Aguilar go and gobble up all the money?" This dude really thinks Nelson Aguilar is, is good. <laughs> this is amazing. But, but that's what I'm saying. That's how low the bar is set for this dude. That is how low the bar is set. Yeah, Kev coming on here. Bull was averaging like two receptions a game upped it a little bit at the end of the season, and Kev came and trolled us every week. That's how low the bar is set for this dude, man. Like, And he's really, like, <laughs> mad that dude is gone. Like, he had a good year for Nelson Aguilar standards last season, but if he goes, okay, thank you for your services. Like, I, I even say that. Like, remember, I didn't even know why Kev was – Trolling Nelson Aguilar is closer to me than Nelson he is to Jerry was Rice. There, I wasn't one of the Eagles fans who was trying to run him out. Like I saw what he was doing his last year in Philly, and it was frustrating. But you know, I wasn't the boy on TV saying that you know he was catching babies outside of the fire, outside of the window. Unlike Nelson Aguilar, he balled for us for <laughs> Nelson Aguilar standards during the Super Bowl season. So I'll forever be grateful for his contribution to my squad. But Nelson Aguilar is not troll worthy for anybody. <laughs> like he's, he's really not. So 
obviously Skyview is still a little upset about him leaving, but but he said talking so about what? David Carr. Um, he said eight and eight with a three hundred million dollar contract. He said his Raiders should have huddled. Yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much. But before we move on, just because Skyview is still bringing this dude up, I just got to go check his final numbers from last season. Nelson Aguilar in 2020, he had 48 receptions, man. <laughs> like, you, you don't, like, seriously, you don't find like this over a player for 48 receptions. He did have 18 yards per reception because we know he's fast. He's a, he's a deep threat when he catches the ball. But on Wait, hold on, hold on, though. He had Yo, bro. 48 receptions. Yo, like, yo, that's three, yo, that's three catches a game. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He upped his average because remember when we when he was originally trolling us, he was getting two receptions per game. Remember he started oh, and I, and I got the air quotes up. He started balling in the end of the season and got his average up to three receptions per game. Skyview, my man, averaged fifty four fifty four yards I don't a hate game. The Raiders, you know, you know, Jimmy, he was bred to hate y'all because he, you know, used to be a big Broncos fan. I don't hate the Raiders. I got nothing against the Raiders. But, dog, like, this is not the dude you should be crying over, man. He had 48 receptions. Yeah. Whatever whatever that wide receiver 4-3 running tight end y'all got, that's who you need to hit your wagon to. Not this dude. <laughs> not, yeah, not, not Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> well, I have 48 receptions, though. And, and, and we got, and we got yards, about it. 54 yards. So how low? That's what, that's what I have to ask you guys. Like, how low is the bar? When a fan of his team trolls you over 48 receptions in a 16-game game, how many touchdowns <laughs> he score? That, that's where he probably shined the most. I ain't gonna front on him. He had, um, I, I took the numbers down. Let me see. Let me go back to it. He had more touchdowns I mean, than than somebody should have had that had 48 receptions. He had eight <laughs> touchdowns last season. Not a world beater or anything yeah. like that, but yeah, say, that's, you know, like, that's a good percentage of touchdowns per catch. That's half, you know that's, 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 that's half a touchdown a game. Yeah. <laughs> I see yeah, 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 pretty much. I see so, so three receptions and half a touchdown per game. And, and, and Skyview you like, why they spend all the money and not be able to get nothing to Nelson? Yo, man, he, he's average, dog. <laughs> and that's and and that's a compliment because no other Eagles fan is going to say that he's average. I'm saying he's average. I always thought he was average. I'm not the type of dude to just want to kill people after one bad season. You know what I'm saying? I always thought he, 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 I thought he was thought he was African. I thought he was African with no arms playing wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's always had the drop season because remember before the Super Bowl. He had the drop season. That year, he balled. I think it just came together for everybody that season. Then after that, he had the serious drop season. Yo, y'all <laughs> remember then, that Atlanta game that we were that supposed Atlanta to win game. and it went right through? And it That's went right through. His, it went right. As fast as he is, he was going to score on that play. Yo, he was going to score on out. that play. And, yeah, he was out, but he's out without the rock in his hand. Bum ass. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> – <laughs> so the NFL man, they're going with the 17 game season. Um, 
there's a lot of players complaining about it, but they did agree to it in a collective bargaining agreement. In the agreement, they didn't necessarily say what year it was going to happen. I think it was something like it would happen somewhere before 2023. The owners opted to do it now. It wasn't a unanimous vote. There was one vote against it, and I hear that vote was from the Chicago Bears ownership. So what do y'all think about a 17-game season? What they're doing, they're taking preseason down from four games to three. They're not giving these teams an extra bye week, and the 17th game is going to be a, you know, cross, is going to be an AFC versus NFC game. And the way they're going to do it every year, um, one conference, and I believe it's the AFC this year, is going to get the home game. So it'll be an extra home game for the AFC this season, and then next season it'll be an extra home game for the NFC. Um, the game your opponent is based on, because we know, even though everybody every year tries to say stuff like, man, they, they be doing the schedule easy for such and such a team, even though the schedule is basically is made, I ain't going to say for the next 10 years. The schedule is set infinity. You know, it, it's based on a certain rotation of things, and a lot of fans don't understand that. So this one the way they're going to do these matchups is uh, divisional records from the previous year determines who you play in the AFC for that extra game. So what do y'all think about oh. that? No extra bye week. Um, the first, the One first, less the first thing I, like that means anything to starters. But. Yeah, yeah. The first thing that I think of is God damn, the NFL players union is weak. God <laughs> damn, the NFL players are weak because they're going to complain but all you had to do was wave money in front of these money-grubbing, check-living dudes, and I know and 80% was, of them accepted it, they get no a, matter they what. Get a, they get pushed up. You know, they get more of the, the revenue sharing, a little bit more, so it pushes that yes, up. So. If, five, if, if, if you listen to five NFL players complain about it, I guarantee you four of them voted for it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee four of them voted for it. And then probably, you know, you got another faction who probably didn't do anything, didn't participate in any manner and complaining, you know, after the fact. I mean, I, that that's something serious. Like, I don't get on people like that, like, in the real world when it comes to voting. Hey, if you don't vote, you don't vote, whatever. If you don't believe in the system, you don't believe in the system. But if you're a part of this particular organization and they're putting your, like, immediate health in danger – and that's what you feel, then you better get in that system and make some noise. But I hear um, people like Alvin Kamara was complaining about it. Um, he he took to Twitter and blasted the league about it. But Jim, what you, you he's, know, he's, think, he's vehemently opposed. I mean, ultimately, it's more I mean, entertainment for us. So it's like Jimmy, what you say, like if like boxers and all these and MMA and yeah, I want to beat the hell out of each other for our entertainment? Yeah, you wanted for my entertainment? Go ahead. Like, I, 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 funny thing is, I thought the same thing Austin did when I first heard it. Like, they just get pushed around. You know what I'm saying? Um, Getting but it's also, <laughs> yo, the, the funniest John, the funniest John is the, uh, <laughs> the tweet I sent you the other day. Like, yo, when they said no more seven and nine seasons. And they put a picture of your man on there. Yo, that was, that was, They're retiring all 79 seasons. Had a picture of Jeff Fisher. Yo, like, yo, it was a picture a of Jeff Fisher that was like, yo. He's a legend. It was, it was so, yo, it was so embarrassing because, like, the article wasn't even about him. Though. It was a whole article about now that can no longer be 79 seasons. But he was the picture they used for the article. Thumbnail. 
it made it, yeah. you know, it made it hilarious. He was just like, "Why are you a thumbnail for that article?" But anyway, um, yeah, they get they get pushed around, they get bullied, but at the same time, I ain't mean, no more eight and eights either, though. So they they could have put Jerry Jones picture up there too. Ain't no more eight and eights. <laughs> <laughs> they could have threw Gerald up there. <laughs> Yo, so with that being said, though, I mean. You know, you guys want to hurt each other for my for my entertainment purposes? Let's go. Do you and, think? I mean, they're getting rid of the preseason game, which is a joke anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm cool with that. And that's another thing. Like the fans, like we don't really have anything to complain about, unless you're just a super purist and you just like it the way it's been since 1978. But you know, for us, it's cool. For them, I understand. Like you're taking away a preseason game, I and mean, that really doesn't matter because if you have a solidified spot, you're not playing in the preseason anyway. The preseason, they're just giving one less game to dudes who are on the, on the fringe. So, you know, you got to be better to make these teams these days. So, yeah, in a nutshell, you know, just to wrap it up, again, there's going to be just one bye week. They didn't they didn't give an extra bye week. Um, the season's going to begin same time on Thursday night, September 9th. As a matter of fact, you know, that's remember when we started our show back in 2010. It was a Thursday night, September 9th. So that's going to be on the same week that it usually is. But it's going to end on January 9th. So everything after that is going to be pushed back a week. The Pro Bowl is going to be played February 6th um, in Las Vegas. The Super Bowl is going to be played in L.A. But that's not going to be that first weekend in February anymore. It's going to be the second. So it's not going to be February 6th. It's going to be February 13th, 2022. So knock yourselves out. You know, if y'all want to continue to – be a, a weak players union and y'all don't really like this, but y'all got to do it anyway. Then you know that's not really on us, man. We'll we'll see how that plays out for y'all in the end game. No Avenger. Um. All right, so the NCAA tournament, uh, the Final Four is upon us. That's going to be played Saturday. Eleven uh, seed UCLA is in the Final Four versus number one seed, number overall number one seed Gonzaga. And two-seed Houston will face uh, one-seed Baylor on the other side. Um, who y'all got winning this? Can y'all – is anybody going to beat Gonzaga? I guess that's the the question we can really ask. Is anybody going to no. beat Gonzaga? No, from Jimmy, no. you, B? No. Anybody going to beat Gonzaga? No, so the, no they, don't want them, they don't want them problems. So the mid-major who's worked all this time, y'all don't think another choke job is in the in the works? I mean, I've seen them play, I mean, and I would say no, too. But then we also know their history in this past decade when they were supposed to be building their way to this. Maybe they've finally done it. So we'll see. Yeah, Undefeated I mean, season on the line. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a pandemic. People are barely doing the thing. So this would, this would be the time they win. Like, you know, it's the time, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of unlikely teams. A lot of teams. Think about that, though. A lot of teams that's been – either bad lately or choke when they weren't supposed to. Like, the Dodgers have been a choke job over the past decade or so, and they finally won. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They've been bad for a long time. Um, who else? They're not bad. <laughs> They're not bad when they're good. <laughs> chuka, chuka, chuka. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um all right, so, yeah, I think all of us think that Gonzaga is going to go ahead and do this. Those games start at Saturday around 5 p.m. Uh, one is a uh, 5 p.m. start. The other one is like an 8.34 p.m. start. 
So we'll see who's going to be in that uh, championship game on Monday. Um, shout out to all the Final Four participants in the men's tournament and the women's tournament. People probably like, why well, you ain't naming the women? Because I don't know them. Um, <laughs> Roy Williams. <laughs> Just want to give a shout out to him, man. Roy Williams, long time college hoops coach from uh, UNC in Kansas, has announced his retirement. Uh, Roy Williams has been coaching for uh, 33 seasons, 903 wins. He's 70 years old, and he is calling it quits. Um, I think a lot of the weight of today's day and age and everything that's going on right now, I think a lot of that weight on his shoulders has pushed this decision a little bit. But um, shout out to him, man, on a very successful coaching career. I guess we can call him a a college basketball coaching legend. Um, everybody at UNC, you know, now it's like, who's next? A couple of names that they floated, um, especially from inside the family, because we know North Carolina, most of the time, kind of like to keep it in the family. They got Hubert Davis's name uh, floating around. Um, they got Wes Miller. He's currently the coach of UNC Greensboro, but he's a part of the family. Um, and then a couple of people outside of the family, Mark Few from Gonzaga, he mess around and win, and then they throw all this money in front of his face, and he won't be able to refuse. Tony Bennett from Virginia, Billy Donovan from the Chicago Bulls. This, like having dudes like that on your list, that shows you how great of a program you are, and it also shows you how cocky you are. Like, yo, we're we're a college team, but we got enough money to <laughs> to lower NBA coaches here even if they're in a pretty good situation right now. so And there's a couple of more names, but y'all got anything for Roy I saw, Williams? Um, I saw I saw uh, Stackhouse and uh, Rashid Wallace being floated out there. I thought that was dope. Where? As head coaches? Yeah. They, they must be like, yep. hey, head coaches look, at your, look at your man, Jawan Howard, out in Michigan. They're probably yep, like, he exactly, might be able to work. Exactly, that's exactly it. That's exactly These younger it. guys can I would, I would love to, I'd love to see that happen for, for, for them. Because yeah. what they were saying is they were saying that um, – like, And if one of them get it, they should hire already, the other one as an assistant. <laughs> they said Stackhouse is already getting a little reputation as being a great um, recruiter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they were saying – and then with their successes like Jawan, now that, you know, that might be the new wave. We're going to start seeing a bunch of uh, 90s players get these head coaching jobs in college. And that's funny because I'm not just saying this because, you know, he, he his name is getting thrown around for a coaching job. I actually always thought Jerry Stackhouse, and, I you know, I don't think this was his reputation or anything, but I always thought he was a pretty smart player. I thought he had a high basketball IQ. And it, and it might have been me giving him his props because I used to judge him initially off of, you know, the fact that he came in, he was an athlete. And he used to always walk around, like, with his mouth open, looking stupid. So I used to notice, mm-hmm. like, midway to late yeah, in his go, career, I'm like, like, yo, is a pretty, I was like, he's a pretty smart player. But, yo, go back to early Stackhouse moments and just see how he used to be on the court. Like, like for some reason, he used to always have his mouth open, like he was nah, thinking. Nah, Bo, Bo, Bo used to look, he used to, either used to look confused or like right, a Right, so I'm not the only one that noticed that. You noticed that too. Like he. No, nah, we talked. We talked about it. He couldn't close his I mouth. I actually noticed by watching him play. Like, yo, he's a pretty smart player, but he just looked like, duh. Like I keep walking around saying that the whole game. So you know, shout out to Stack, man. I hope him or she get it. I mean, and I he, hope he they hired the other like one a, as a he, um, he was, assistant. He was um, 
he did a he said he did an amazing job as an AG coach. He was a G League coach of the year. Now at Vanderbilt, he wasn't able to get them to where they need to be yet, but he's been coaching at Vanderbilt. But he's he's been getting um recognition for his recruiting. Stack and, uh, buckets. You know, and, and he, even even when he took the job at Vanderbilt, the ball basically while taking that job said, "Yo, UNC is my dream job." Okay, you know, you know everybody from the, the program. Place, I'll let you know. I know they tell you yeah. them dudes don't be ashamed to tell you like you know I'm here, but I don't love y'all like I love <laughs> like yeah. I love UNC. So they people know wherever these yeah, UNC dudes check, go, they, they know what they, they know what kind of check come with being UNC coach. That's what they know. Look at Roy Williams. He used uh he used one of the blue blood programs of all time, Kansas, as a stepping stone <laughs> to get yeah. to UNC. Like how you do that? Yeah, so that UNC job with a certain level of check too. That check. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like they talking about Billy Donovan on their list. I'm like, damn, he make a lot of money in the NBA, and they like, so what? Nonsense. <laughs> My son works. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so shout out to Roy Williams on his retirement, man. Stat of the week. With this in mind, what we were just talking about, coaches and these programs and the money that they get, and forty. Of the 50 U.S. states, the highest state employee is a college sports coach. And we know most of that is either football or basketball. That sounded crazy to me the first time I heard it, but then I kind of thought about it like, well, how much do we really be expecting, like, state workers and state employees to be making? So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it has that shock value when you first hear it. I mean, but also, you know, the governor and all them people. They, they state employees, but we already know that uh, the, the public service, the, the, the candidates and the, the, the people in office, we know they don't make that much. I mean, the president of the United States made like 400000 So, So, so like to y'all, like, when, did you think that was a shocking stat or did you realize right away, like, well, how much is a state employee supposed to make? <laughs> no, nah, that that's not shocking at all. I'm thinking every yeah, state of, of, of state like, school like, basketball yeah, coach is the like, highest paid state official. Yeah. yeah well, it's always been that way. They made a thing about ESPN years ago. So it's like it wasn't right. even new news. It was like, I mean, they made a big thing about that even back when um, Paterno was stepping down. Right. You know, so, right. like, it wasn't, like, new news. So it's like, it, 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 you know, but it is what it is. You yeah, because somebody actually – Because you know how people be. You know, people send us stuff for our show even though they probably don't be listening. So somebody sent it to me, <laughs> and when I first got it, I'm like, see, damn, these kids ain't getting no money and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's kind of different from this stat. I mean, we already know that some of these coaches are making millions and the kids are getting nothing. But comparing them mm-hmm. to a state employee, like, it didn't really have that sting after my initial reaction. And then I was like, wait, hold up. Like, <laughs> what are they supposed to make? Like, you don't want to. Yeah. Hey. Hey, I'm going to get mad at that. <laughs> the boy that cleaned the governor's mansion when he's supposed to be making. But um, all right. So that's that's the stat of the week. Um, MLB opening day. Um, shout out to that. We're not going to dwell a lot on that. And as I say that, the Phillies just walked off, beat the Braves three to two. Uh, and they like the way they playing on the base pass right now. They disrespecting the Braves. Um, but hey, go Phillies. Just wanted to ask y'all, will the Dodgers repeat this season? Um, since we did speak of the Dodgers as kind of being choke artists in the past, I mean, are they going to be the first team to repeat in a long time? If not, who y'all got? Who's your odds on favorites? 
What team is Manny Ramirez playing for? <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm like, be awesome, you know mean? I was about to say. I was about to say, I was waiting for B to say that. Like, is Manny back in the league? Whoever he played for, they're going to win. Yo, I'm about to um, say, whoever Barry Bonds signed with. I mean, to me, the Dodgers, you know, they they look. Manny used to play for the Dodgers. Their staff, they 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 looked they looked the part. You know, they 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 solidified Mookie, gave him a three hundred and sixty-five million dollar um, extension. Um, Blaylock. There's a <laughs> Mookie Betts, but um, you know, there, there's a few teams that that they have out here. If you're looking on uh, people who have odds to to win, of course, they're talking about the Braves, who who just took an L and on opening day. Uh, the Astros, the Padres, or money that they've uh, um, invested. Of course, the, the Yankees are always somewhere in the mix. Uh, the Twins, the Oakland Athletics, and I think the uh, Cleveland is on that list as well. Um, all right. I mean, y'all talking about Blaylock and Manny Ramirez, so we're going to move on from that. <laughs> Um, shout out to MLB. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it is. Um, Only thing I know about know, MLB is I get it free from T-Mobile. Shout out to T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because I heard that T-Mobile and Sprint was doing that. And I'm like, damn, I gave up on Sprint yeah. last season. I could be watching free base. T-Mobile been doing that. T-Mobile did it the last, like, half decade. So that's, like, yeah. every so year. Yeah, so that just means like, Sprint is only doing oh, it that's because like the they're part of T-Mobile now. So. T-Mobile now. Yeah, so they're being forced to do it because they cheap asses ain't doing nothing like that before. Um, I think the best thing I got from them was like title free for like three months. I don't even like title. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I quote yeah, him, yeah, oh, oh, no, before I do that, because I just talked about Mookie Betts getting that $365 million contract. The newest member of the $300 million plus club is Francisco Lindor from uh, the New York Mets. So the All-Star shortstop and the Mets agreed to a 10-year, $341 million deal a day before um, the season started, which the pressure was on the Mets because he told them that he didn't, like, he didn't want to negotiate during the season. So if he didn't get uh, his contract by then, then, you know, there was a possibility that they were going to lose him after the season. So they bent to the pressure. Gave him what is the third largest contract in MLB history based on total value. Of course, we remember uh, Angels. Um, Mike Trout got four hundred twenty-six point five million. Uh, the Dodgers gave Mookie Betts three hundred sixty-five million. Um, Lindor comes in before Bryce Harper, who has three hundred thirty million, um, with his three hundred forty-one million dollar contract. Y'all know I'm pushing baseball a little harder in my household now because they're just giving out ridiculous contracts here. <laughs> <laughs> so I done bought Young Bull two two new bats this week. <laughs> I'm like, whatever you need, son, you got it. You know, new bats, new batting gloves, some weighted baseballs to train with, um, some wiffle balls that he can hit off the tee into the house in the backyard, like whatever you need, son. I will invest. I will invest because they're going crazy right now. He only nine years old, so by the time he's, you know, 
this age, that the age that these guys are, they're going to be giving out $600 million contracts. They're going to be catching yeah, they're up to be soccer fields. They're going to be giving out cities. They're going to be like, here, take this city. They're going to be catching up to international soccer. For you. <laughs> he said you Cincinnati, Cincinnati and 12 IG models. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, shout out to Francisco. Our quote of the week comes from the NBA. Quote, Westbrook numbers mean nothing to me. His game is the same every year. Bradley Beal and you in the backcourt, and y'all are 17 and 28. You've played with amazing talent, no rings. This was Stephen A. Smith in response to Russell Westbrook's historic 35-21-14 triple-double. What do y'all think about these comments? Of course there was more to it. Then everybody, you know, put out the most inflammatory looking thing that he said. There was more to it where it didn't sound that bad, but it was bad enough for Westbrook's wife to air Stephen A. out on social media. It was enough for somebody to ask Westbrook in a postgame press conference about the comments. And he actually spoke for two and a half minutes about it. So it hurt some feelings. It hit a nerve. But what do y'all think about this kind of criticism? Especially, I mean, come on, the board just put up 35, 21, and 14. Like, can you say something bad about that? I think that's disrespectful to the game. And as an old head and someone who professes to be an NBA expert and love the game, if there's certain things that occur in a sport where if you respect sports, if you love sports, and you love competition, and you love – profess to love that particular sport or game, you right. gotta appreciate it. I'm not I'm not saying it's eighty one. I'm not saying that. But it's in that realm of where even if you don't like Skeletor, even if you think he dresses like a transgender mutant, you have to love and appreciate thirty five, twenty one and fourteen. Come on, man. There's this is my there's thing. no if, way if that you can't where, love and respect. Man, Hold on, that's kind of how I feel um, when you be disrespecting LaMelo Ball, but, you know, I digress. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he ain't been around. He ain't been around. He ain't been around long enough, and he's not better than Anthony Edwards. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, if you, if you love the game and you watch him play, you disrespect the game, but never mind. Listen, um, with this situation here with Russell Westbrook, like, I, I, like, his, I like his response. Um, shout out to his wife because – I know I get slack for it, but I love when the wives are like, you know, really go to bat for their husband, like sis in the NFL um, who made herself a career out of it. I think it's – I think her clapback was fire. But I also understand what Stephen A. is doing, so I'm not mad at it because Stephen A. is a brilliant dude, and what he was able to do is he does his – listen, Stephen A. is on ESPN about like 12 hours a day, and he needs stuff to talk about. And if it's slow in sports, my man knows how to create stories. They did this. Russell responded to it, and they went two days on ESPN with something to talk about. My man is out here creating sports stories, so he's hustling. But the so thing I, is, I get, dude, I get what he do doing. his twelve hours. I get you're right, doing. and he created stuff for every other program on the network. Yo, so they all owe that paid. man. That's why he gets paid. Yo, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith gets paid ten million dollars a year, and my man creates stories. So like, he was doing his job. Like, but you got to like Barkley said, he get paid ten million. Dollars a year to work twelve million hours a year. <laughs> Yo, man, listen. My thing is, as an athlete now, and you see that, you have to understand that. And sometimes I know it's difficult to, because he's talking about you, but you got to understand that's what it is. And the thing about like some athletes have mastered it to the point where like, 
yo, LeBron has figured out a way, like, I'm going to create my own platforms, and I'm just going to clap back at you, but on my platform. Now we both getting paid for it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, Russ definitely so, was right, though, man, because a lot of these dudes have the power to create a narrative about mm-hmm. your career. Like, and make it – I mean, because think about it. We've talked about this over the last five years. How many fans do we hear disrespect, disrespect Russell Westbrook because they get their cues from the, the talking heads on TV? Like, Hey, listen, man. So my thing is use your platform or your power to, 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 to create a narrative about him like T.O. tried to. Remember T.O. Right. told people that? <laughs> he said, Max, more black than you are. But think about it, though. And I know I said this ad nauseum on this, on this program when, when he comes up. If you ask, and I've seen it done, I've seen polls, I've seen them as players, I've seen them as executives. <clears throat> Ten years ago when they asked people, what NBA feat will never, ever, ever be accomplished again? Most people said somebody averaging a triple-double in a season. Now that Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. has done it three times and is doing it again this season, you haven't even heard that. You have, you've heard nobody even say that, that he's doing it again this season. This will be, what, a fourth or fifth time that he's done it, probably fourth. Now that he's done yeah, it so there, many there, times, there's, there's now, that's what I'm about to say, because of the narrative surrounding him, the luster is gone. Let somebody that everybody loves do it. And it's going to be the most amazing thing that that they've ever seen again. But Russell does it now that the, the, the thing is watered down. Then they've taken a four-minute video of um, him getting easy rebounds that it seemed like his teammates let him get. And people think that's, that's all he's ever done his whole career. Like, like his little ass don't be going down there getting tough boards. People will run with anything, man. That's why I think sports fans are so stupid, man. Like I, I actually no, hear people I mean, argue here's that the thing. to this day. Sports fans have always one person made a four-minute video. Been stupid. And some of the rebounds, some of the rebounds you know, you know on the video though? were repeated. Like some, they were showing Jim, some of the Jimmy, things. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're you're right. Sports fans have always been stupid, but the fact that this happens now because of the access to information and the ability to just ignore and pick and choose contact, they're stupider. Because previously, social media, as you like to say, plays a huge role in this. It plays a huge role in this. Before, you had some fans were dumb. But they, there wasn't this whirlwind of stupidity and lazy no, intellect bro. like there is now, no, man. This shit, no, because listen, you, can get on, listen, you can get on social media and, and run a narrative up a flagpole, and you'll rally people, and they'll just come join, and facts it, don't matter. Listen, don't listen, matter. listen, here's the thing, man. People, people aren't, aren't more stupid. The fact of the matter is they have a platform to showcase their stupidity. That's the only difference. Oh, I, I think it's a mixture of both. <laughs> because because, because here's the thing, both. right? Because it seems like nobody thinks there, for themselves anymore, yeah. Well, no, but th- no one has ever thought. Most people are sheep. Like, historically speaking, people are sheep. Yo, mm-hmm. like, you, you, people have been... I, I don't want to get right. too no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing in the sense that you're wrong. I'm saying that it's magnified now, and that the people. Because they let's, have a let's take a look from the from a youth from a youthful perspective, from a from a youthful perspective. But I do more think influence on the youth to allows them to think even less. 
Because you can just last go. Now, man, you, now you have a place thinking. where you can just go and copy whatever Listen, you, you I don't, heard I don't, I don't, and go I don't want like to go too far, and I don't want to <laughs> get clapped at or get it canceled. But I'm just going to say this, man. People are no more stupider today than ever, man. And I'll just leave you with one word. I'll say religion. And then you tell me how, how people are getting stupider now. Like, you've been able to get masses of people to make moves within, within like, you know, the friend of this country to show that people have always been stupid. Now they have a place to show their stupidity. <clears throat> people have always been sheep. They're always followers. I mean, that's just I agree with is. that, though. But you definitely, it, you definitely can pick and choose, you know, certain topics, and religion will always be the number one when we talk about sheep. Like, Look at the term sheep no, probably came because of People are literally just rushed the capital a couple months ago. Like, I seem like we forgot about it, but, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have, you I, have religion, you have politics. Like, I don't think that stuff ever... Like, that kind of stuff, because it was never based on opinion or, or objectivity. Before, before social media, a lot of people for these other topics outside of religion, politics, and maybe a few other things, all they yeah. had for a long time were just, was just objective reporting, and they're just showing you this. Now, you know, yeah. since ESPN came along and, and, and they've made everything about putting their people on TV and actually giving opinions and no longer just reporting the news – now people have yeah, something people to have cling on to. Believe whatever narrative you know what I'm saying? Before, before ESPN, before it did that, they, people would do it based upon their favorite writers. I would see their favorite writers and even their favorite, favorite radio talk show hosts. It's the reason why people hate Howard Eskin because he painted narratives and some people just ran with whatever he said. My point is, Angelo Cataldi, people have always been sheep. They're just getting it in a different place, but they've always looked for someone to give them their thoughts, literally. Since the beginning the of sheep, that's sheep, listen, writing. listen, listen, all, all the sheep, did, the sheep never, the sheep did, never had sheep. Now these yeah, sheep have sheep and they bite. Listen, listen what I'm saying. All y'all, ESPN, but I've seen, in the early years like ESPN, even when we take it to a personal level, did. I've seen people that I know get dumber. I really have. I've seen people listen, that I know get dumber. I, I, I know that ESPN did. Maybe that's age and not the times, but I've seen people Listen, all ESPN did, all ESPN did, they weren't always specifically in the beginning. They took their, they took the, the top writers and the top people who from sports talk radio and just gave mm-hmm. them a platform. They gave them a different medium. But these have always been the people that crafted, like, people's opinions in terms of sports. Look at the narratives that, we hear, that we've been hearing our entire lives about Wilt Chamberlain or, or anybody that's come before, you know, whatever generation is talking about them. Mm-hmm. People, people paint narratives and have always painted narratives on players um, in the media. That's just what it is. This is just a new age. But I don't think that people are getting dumber, stupider. I think that they have a way to show their stupidity now. So now we see just yeah. how dumb some people are. Um, but I don't think they've gotten any, and I think that people have always been sheep. They've always gotten their opinion from sports writers and sports media, and you know that's why the newspaper used to be so big. You would get people to craft narratives about specific players, and that's what we believed about it. And a lot of that is just like you know it's folklore. Look how look at the whole rap of we're played against five ten guy. Like yo, it's, it's literal fact you can go to get that. But once a writer picks that up and starts to talk about it, that's just what it's become. Yeah, the whole idea I, of Oscar Robinson. <laughs> Oscar Robinson has a whole chapter in his biography. He talks about how the media painted him, um, and it, none of it's true. But you can look at the stats, and so there's always been objective facts, but there's always been narratives painted about athletes. Now we just have a new form of it. That's my only. Yeah, point. no, I, like I said, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. I just think it's a little bit of both. But, but, but now we 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 understand why you know people out here and they say the kind of stuff they say. You, 
how juvenile does Stephen A. Smith sound? Somebody just put up 35, 21, and 14 in a regular season game in March, and the first thing you say is he ain't got no rings. Oh, my God. If I was his co-host, yeah. I probably would have slapped him. Like, yeah, what the fuck? You put up 35, 21, Listen, and 14 man, in a regular season game, and you said he ain't got no got rings. A, again, again, he got <laughs> applauded from his co-host and everybody <laughs> on his network because he gave them a two-day story. Like, I don't even yeah, know somebody but, who's yeah, but I mean, because now, you know, it's, that's what it's all about. You know, they got to get their ratings or like whatever, you, but. You can't, you can't. You, 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 can't you're, you're still. You got to hear a certain type of person. Jimmy, you're, 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 you're still talking from a level, you're still talking from a level of no, of being in the no. Let's assume the average person doesn't even think about it at the level where it's like, oh, oh, snap. Stephen A's creating, basically he's creating news. Right, he's become the news. That's the other thing. These talking heads are no longer reporting the news. They say this incendiary stuff, so they become a part of the news. Right, that's that's, that's the biggest. This point. They're literally I mean, yeah, paid to sit across from each even, other and argue sports topics. They're I'm not, not even going to give yeah, him the props though. The news, like, hey, this happened last night. They're not. I'm, I'm like, Gumble. They're 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 paid for their opinion. It happened because it happened. I'm not even going to give him the props. And, and like, in my opinion, I'm not even going to say he did it on purpose to create that for the network. I just think, like, his opinions, I've never not – I'm not even going to say never, but, you know, I guess since he's gotten to the shock jock lane, like, he, he doesn't say anything that's – that sounds any different from the people that we hear every day that got us mulling retirement from – the industry as a whole. So I was like, I'm not surprised that he went there. Um, I mean, he definitely Yo, did. He definitely did supply everybody they with, up with some stuff. They pulled up but how did he know that yeah. it was going to, you know, how did he know his wife was going to say something? I ain't know. Listen, they pulled up footage. They pulled up footage of him in, when he was like a very young guy and he was covering UCLA. He made the same comments yeah. about Westbrook then. And they pulled up a bunch of stuff about him. Like, so. This isn't new for him. He's been he's been not I'm not, I'm not even talking about specific to Westbrook, but I don't think he's just gotten to the shock jock lane. I think he's made his way to the top of the shock jock lane. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't say he was new. I'm just saying he, he now made that his way, he made his way the to guy, the throne. Like, you know, yeah. Now that he's the guy, like, I don't necessarily give him. I think I think it's been a it's been a it's been a mixture. It's been a, at some at some point. He did have some some objective reporting value mixed in with shock jock. Now that's all gone, and it's just shock jock. I'm not even going to say that he knew Westbrook's wife was responsible. But I don't even, B. I don't even need it to be objective reporting. Like if 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 you're paid for your opinion, if you're paid for your opinion, then give your opinion. All I'm saying is like, where does he ain't got no rings factor into? A, a mid-season triple-double. Like, okay. Like, he doesn't, but you're going to blame that all on him? Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I just didn't get it. I, I didn't get why well, he had I, to go I there. I know when you said but, that he had, when, you, when he had a, a objective opinion, I remember Stephen A. Smith was a writer um, in, in, in Philly about an inquiry. Like, I don't know when he had, when, when was this day and age where he had this, this objective reporting? Like, you know, I remember he was. I remember he wrote specifically no, for the well, Sixers. No, well, oh, okay. So, so, so the choice of the choice of word was wrong. Not necessarily objective reporting, but the the opinions, the content he created had more value intellectually, from my perspective, 
and now it it doesn't because he's not speaking to anyone that is looking at this with intellect and objectivity. It's all emotion based on opinions that they already had. He's just stirring the pot for people that want to hear some bull crap and they jump on and yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I told you about Westbrook. Like that's, that's the well, whole crowd. I mean, right. So let's, let's really, let's really, let's really talk about that because at the end of the day, he's doing his job. Right. So, and it's, it's, it, I'm not taking up for him, nor am I disrespecting him. Like it, it is to me, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, when you take a step back and you think about it like, yo, ESPN has to fill um, a slate of, 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 of stories all day long. It's entertainment. It's the, like I've been saying for years, it's the Vince McManning of all the sports. Like at the end of the day, the whole idea of like con- con- competitiveness and all this, yo, it's really entertainment for the masses. That's exactly what it is. And now some will tell you that like it's not even about the actual games it's about the talk that goes in between the games all these it's all storytelling so when you have a game you have a i i can i can see that broader i can see that broader picture i can see that broader picture and that's a part of the problem that's that's a part of the problem well, some will call it a problem. Some will say it's not a problem because they're making more money now than ever. Like, so is it really a problem? But, if, but if, are we – oh, okay, is, so, so again, then that, that's back to our perspective. I say my perspective. I don't speak for anybody else. But the value of competition isn't really there because competition doesn't necessarily lead to the story, and the story is the money. So you get well, more it's, Vince it's McMahon, WWF, WWE, because that's what sells. So we're not even talking. And that's a part of why Westbrook and, and people like him and Kobe and all of them, they don't – fans can't even really relate to them because they're so competitive. They're competitive to a point where you're like, yo, you corny, relax, dog. Like, it doesn't even need to be that serious. Sports isn't that serious anymore. Competition isn't that – I need my phone. It's entertainment. Sports, sports, is big, sports is big business. They're always going to level of competition because certain people, when you put them in front of each other to compete – they're going to want to compete, but it's big business at this point. But what I'm saying is some will tell you – I mean, you can just look at the fact that he's making more than most of the people he's covering, for real, for real. Um, it's big business. The, the, the in-between, the games is big business because that's where the stories are told. That's when the narratives are painted. That's what gets the average person to buy. Sports isn't made for the hardcore fan that cares about um, – competitive greatness and objectivity, that's not where they make their money. They make their money by getting, you know, the, the casual fans to tune in and spend spend chicken. Because if sports had to rely on just the, the hardcore fan, they wouldn't be able to get the revenue they did. They wouldn't be able to pay the salaries they pay. So my point in saying all this is getting back to the, the actual topic of Stephen A. It's like when you when you understand what it is he's doing, I, I'm not even mad at him. I, I You know, I'm not mad at Westbrook or his wife either. Actually, I applaud the way she clapped back at him. I thought it was an interesting story. And I also thought it was interesting how the next two days they had something to talk about. I'm like, well, job well done, Stephen. You did, you know, not that you did it intentionally, but it fell in your lap. He says a lot of stuff on a daily basis that could fall in his lap. The fact of the matter is people a lot of times don't clap back, it's the, it, which is actually interesting. Most of the time it's KD and Russ, the two teammates. Yeah, so, but that's you that, and that's why I out. said I'm not giving him props for that because he didn't know they were going to clap back. And make it a story. Listen, man. You, he would have said it. It would have been status quo fish. for how he talks about Russ. The fans would have, you know, said the same thing. He, he got a monster triple double, but he a stat patter, and he Listen, man. he ain't got no ring. Stephen A. And then it goes on. Stephen A. Planting seeds, bro. He planting seeds. He 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 planting seeds the same way that his his uh, his compadre on the other station planting seeds. Um, 
with the LeBron, the Aaron Rodgers slander. Like, they plant these seeds that eventually they, they know going to come to harvest. Like They plant idiot like, roses. Stephen <laughs> A says about 50 things, 50 things a day that can, like, turn into a story. So he wakes oh, up like, all right, what story I'm going to plant? Like, and Bobby and Toby with commercials, man. Bobby and Toby with commercials, man. The message, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's just part of the game, man. That, that's my perspective on it, at least. It is. I mean, I ain't got to like it. Uh, I think he, I think, you know, he's, I mean, it's, it's all in the game, it's, yo. It's tough today. That's what it is. You know, you say a bunch of idiotic stuff and people follow it and they make money for it because a lot of people keep watching. I mean, it's the same reason that Skip Bayless, cats like that are some of the richest dudes in sports. And you can tell on a daily basis, they don't know much about sports. Tony Kornheiser Listen, man, is like, honest enough to tell you that he be going to sleep. He won't be watching these games. But he can get up and say some funny stuff that's entertaining about sports and make a ton of money. Because that's what, that's it's what all we about. like. Yo, if that's what we for accept, the longest time, if that's, if that's what's cool, then that's joke. what's cool. It, listen, it was a joke that he didn't watch sports. Like, you know, he was worse than me and B. Austin. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know. Yeah, but he ain't watching do nothing. watch sports, though. I mean, yeah, I watch I'm about to say, he ain't watching nothing. I just watch the, you don't watch I watch the sports that tend to Yeah, I watch <laughs> the sports that tend to skew to my culture. Let's put it that way. That's that's a nice way of saying it. But um <laughs> but the but the bottom line saying I don't watch baseball. If we get in. If we I get mean, in I don't it, watch baseball, it's all I don't watch hockey. They can't see us with in nothing. So <laughs> We can take over but, every but I, one so of I, like listen, I get it. I, I don't I, appreciate I that, man. I know who David Justice is. Ah, yo, listen. I get the game, B. It's, it's all in the game. It's all entertainment, and now all, all it did was move mediums. But the fact of the matter is, folks wanted to. You know, we get folks the game. Want to, We've yeah, been around these people long enough. Listen. We get it. I don't mean we like it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought that's listen, why we started want, yeah. this to be different from that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I mean, our entertainment comes naturally. People just think us talking to each other and how we talk to each other is entertaining and funny, but. I'm not going no, out of my way to say no dumb that's, shit. That's our, I'm, that's I'm not going out of my way to say no charisma. dumb shit to be entertained. Yeah. I'm never going to look stupid no, to, say, no, to say something entertaining. No, but, 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 but that's also, that's, also, that. that's also the privilege. That's also the privilege of being independent and not necessarily like yeah. needing this to do certain things for us to live our life, right? So, from their perspective, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 almost Steven, like Stephen. He got to work. He got work for that ten mil. <laughs> Listen, man, he got to make that 10 million. God bless him, man. He's yeah. able to make 10 million, Bless take care of his family. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, you know, no little trail. Get your money, little He's able, 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 able to put food on his family. Hey. He put food on his family. Get your money, little bag dummy. But that's why, the, to me, to me, the most interesting approach in this new age has been LeBron. Like, LeBron will just clap back at you and then, like, get get it syndicated somewhere and clap back at you and make money himself. KD, KD, KD would KD on the other hand would just jump in your inbox and threaten you, like you know. So everybody got their like own you, way of handling. Yo, he's emotional. Man, he's emotional. You see KD telling Michael Rappaport he's gonna spit on him. <laughs> Yo, Yo yeah. he's yeah. jumping in his inbox and made threats. But you're doing this digitally. You acting like he can't just screenshot this and show it to everybody. Like, calm down, KD, relax. Relax. Listen, bro. All right, man. If I get screenshotted, it's gonna be from some eggplant emoji. That's pretty much it. But other than that, I ain't jumping in my hands. Right. I ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be like no possible assault charge. I'm just gonna be in trouble with my, no, in my man, marriage. No, man. No, man. I mean, I, I'm like I'm like a quarter for something else, but I mean, you know, it's a whole other story. 
gonna be personal. It ain't gonna be like public. Yo, um, so shout out to the NBA players of the week, man. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't trying to have that I'm sorry, go ahead. De'Aaron Fox and um, uh, Scary Terry Rozier. Uh, let me tell you guys what they did for the week. He's one of them player of the week joints where it ain't really got to be no conversation. We're gonna get hey, them the shot. Yo, De'Aaron Fox, Fox average 36.8 points, 5.5 assists, shot 64% from the field as the Kings went 4-0 last week. Scary Terry, you know, without his backcourt mate, LaMelo, who he really needs, he got to do some heavy lifting now. He scored 24.3 points a game, 5.5 assists, 5.3 rebounds as the Hornets went 3-1 and one, um, in the week. B, you got to oh, know man, that. They team. look like they're doing a little better without no, uh No, without no, they don't. No, that, that's exactly what I'm about to say. They finally had a winning see, week, see? and somebody gets player of the week. That should give you more. Like, come on. Think about it. Think about the context behind that. They, they, they look so average without their young ball that they're going to give this dude player of the week for averaging 25 a game because they went 3-1. and one. This is one of those you really couldn't find another player player of the week in the East. Really, B? You try to look at it one way. He was more impact. He was more impactful. You look at it one way, but it's another way. He goes down, somebody gets player of the week because he got to do more. Yo, come on, man. Stop disrespecting my young boy. He not and Anthony Edwards ain't better than him. And Anthony Edwards is good. But he ain't better than Bull. <laughs> better than Bull. All right, you ain't got no tangible proof. All right, all right. We already right, talked about man. this last week. No statistical category say that he better than Bull. <laughs> Average more points. Average points. All right, how many more? Points, how many more? Like a half a point that make you better than somebody? How many more? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, one point. I don't really uh, one statistical category. And this, and and that we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna see we're gonna see in a few years. Right. We're gonna see. You said, said that about Kobe and T Mac. We're gonna see. Yeah, you definitely did. You definitely. T Mac. T Mac. Anthony Edwards. You might be saying that about Anthony Edwards in a few years. You might thought he was. You no. Know, listen, man. All I'm gonna say is, man. History. History may not repeat itself. You saying no, man. but what did T Mac do early that made you call him that? You uncalling him that early. You thought he was a dog early. I still think he was, you know, that's y'all opinion. I don't think T-Mike a bitch, but, (laughs) so, you know, I, you know, I think you jumped into T-Mike a bitch thing because he didn't live up to your, to your stuff. So you like, yeah, Jimmy, he a bitch. So the crazy part is, like, (laughs) he made me like this more than I ain't want to like. Like being being objective, being objective and being honest. One of the reasons why I was never been a T-Mike fan, outside of the fact that I saw him quit on the team a couple of times, is the same reason (laughs) that, like, the reason that B. Austin was digging up T-Mac was the reason that I was disrespecting T-Mac is because I saw people comparing him to Kobe, and I saw an objective difference between the two, and it bothered me to the point where I started becoming anti-T-Mac. And then you add on the fact I see him quit on the team. But but it's almost the same, like, with this whole situation. I think Anthony Edwards, I, I like his I, 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 I had three, I like, I like I had three reasons uh, I didn't bang with T-Mac. Number one was the quitting on the team. No, number one was what Baron Davis did to him. Number two was him quitting on the team. I've seen that. Aaron Davis and number three, you know, Bull said it feels great to make it to the next round, and then V. Diddy proceeded to boom dizzle on him. 
right, but how did like how did he do that to him though? Did he didn't do that to the Magic? Because T Mac didn't no, average the best Magic for that. He acting like B. Dizzle came out, locked him up, and gave him thirty a game. Like, okay, he spoke too early, and, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't live up to it. He, he can't. He, what did they say? He wrote a check. His mouth wrote a check that him and his team's ass couldn't cash. But B. Dizzle ain't do nothing to him. So I, you know, how you make is, that? How you make that a personal thing? Is, That's all I'm asking. I see the same thing with Anthony Edwards. Like it's, it's it's like yo, I think Anthony Edwards can ball, but I just think that watching a young boy, I just think it's a different level. It's, he's special. Like and again, time will tell. That's the great thing about this is we'll be, be able to see it play out. Um, you know, time so, will I, tell. I, I, My question is this: to be often because we've asked a ton of people on air this question. We have asked a ton of people online this question. Why can't you like both of them? Cause I do. <laughs> you can. I mean, Anthony, honestly, Anthony, the, Anthony honestly the, the young ball fellow is the better player right now, but why can't we like both of them? Stop letting this boy daddy uh, make you hate these y'all, kids. Y'all can't. They don't even talk to daddy anymore. Since COVID, they can't even hang with their pops no more. He ain't even never yo, seen them play live yet. Yo, Anthony Edwards comes off to me and watching how he behaves and carries himself as somebody who's just going to like try to bully his way through. He has skills. Don't get me wrong. But LaMelo comes off as somebody who loves the game and is really going to try to improve his game when Anthony Edwards is going to try to get over with what he has now. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully coaching will, will, will change that. But my man is, like, be out here, like, straight trying to pump folks, too. Like, you see what he's doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you throwing. He does got skip. Anthony Edwards is not just a bully ball player. Dude has skills. I just said He's not bully ball. And I and I believe that, but I also believe that you're hyping him a little bit. I think I also think B. Austin's hyping his skill set a little bit to, to, for arguments. Yeah, because, because I do believe he has skills. I don't think he, he's just a bully ball, but you you making it seem like you know like he Ray Allen, like he young Ray Allen or somebody. Like it ain't that he doesn't serious. Put it like this, and again, I could be completely wrong. And I, and again, no, I, I, I look at him as a straight as a non homosexual D Wade. No, listen. I, 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 I feel like I feel like. See, but the difference is, D Wade. D Wade had a hunger that I don't know if I like. I think like dude, dude is just better than people. But I think D Wade had a, a, another level he went to in terms of his hunger and his, his him wanting it. Pause. Dude, Yo, Jimmy, I saw the. I know what you're talking about. I didn't see that until year three or four. I, I don't know, know if this young boy has that or not. Wait, you ain't no, seen what D Wade? That's the point I'm trying to make. You're talking about D Wade? The point I'm trying to make is, yeah, D Wade. D Wade was way before year two or three. D Wade from Marquette. Wade was, saw in, that, D, D. Wade was in the finals by year three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, like what I'm saying. No, is, he, he had that. This dude, and and again, it's because of like social media, like the, like the way this dude carries himself. Again, and I could be wrong, and another thing about sports, NBA, NFL, the whole nine is a lot of times it also depends upon your situation. So it depends upon who your coach is, um, what they do to help you improve. So a lot of that can come into play with this too. Um, but, like, yeah, even the way he was disrespecting R.J. Barrett, like, yo, my man is like a bully, yo. Like, <laughs> I dug that. I'm not I even talking that. about on the court. I'm talking about you. I was like, court, yeah, like, Anthony. He was like, I'm like, yeah, yo, that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted with the ball in that yeah, situation. I'm like, I'm like, damn, like, bull, like, bull is a troll. Bull is a troll. But Lamelo to me comes off like a gym rat. Lamelo to Lamelo to me comes off more like a Kobe gym rat. 
when it, it's almost that's, that's why it's almost a funny comparison because they remi- it reminds me of that. Like Lamelo comes off as the gym rat that's going to want to improve man, his game. I know why B don't like and, the ball. And I'm telling you, then he got be like that. You got to think he's different. Do it. I got to do it. His pop. I get it. different. I get remember, it. remember your man came into the league with all these offers from like Nike and stuff, but he wanted to wear them bobos that his pop made. Lamelo signed with a with a with a joint even before he got into the league. Like he wasn't waiting for all that. I don't think he's like he's gonna say the right things about his pop, but I don't think he's gonna come in on that Lonzo stuff where he's afraid to do stuff. I think he's gonna live his own life. Like he ain't come in like, no, I'm gonna wear these Lamelo ones that he made me. He he went and got his deal. Like come on, man. But in watching and watching and watching pops like the way he's been carrying himself, I think that. I think, like, at this point, he's like, yo, job done. I did what I had to do to draw yeah, attention. Man, think about man. it. Without, I can't do nothing for Jello. You got to put him out the pasture. Without but, Pop doing done. what he did, and it was just at the basketball, his kids would not be as high profile, wouldn't have the opportunities they have now. So, on one hand, you could say he cool and did all that, right, which which is partially probably true. But on the other hand, he built their profile up. Like, he, he, he marketed, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you can appreciate this as a marketing guy. Like, from a marketing standpoint – Job well done. Now he's and, really falling back. You don't even you don't even see Pop no more. Like and, he don't have to. He Job is done. He can't leave the house probably. But but if you think about it, if he if if Lamelo keeps playing, you know, at this level, I mean, not not even at this level, just you know, he's playing at this level as a rookie. That means if he keeps getting better and he becomes a star or whatever, becomes an all star, you got to start giving him props as one of those players who came in with crazy pressure and crazy expectations and lived up to him. And we're not there yet. I, I'll tell you we're not there yet because, you know, he's no. played half a rookie season. But if he keeps going, <laughs> I'm give him those kind of props. Because he came no, in with pressure. Because a lot of people are like, yo, his pop picking these dudes up. But here's the fail. other part. Here's, here's the other part. Lonzo is getting better. And the crazy part about it is the best thing that happened to Alonzo was to get out of L.A. Because now you're out of L.A., you're out of, the, you know, out of the, the shadows of, like, LeBron and all that. But now he's actually becoming a better player. So you I, could thought possibly he, I thought he was good anyway. Two, I just thought it was a, I You could possibly see two of his three sons as all-stars. Literally, he'll have two or three sons be an all-star. So I say and now that he's falling back and he's not in front of the camera and all that yeah. kind of stuff, I mean, job well done. What is, there, what is there to hate about Boy? If Bull falls back and has two sons that are all stars, and he's not even to be seen no more, he's back living in you know. Hey man, I guess the ends, the ends justify I mean, the means. It's not going to change some of the stuff he did and said. I mean, hey, I'm listen, not gonna, man. You know. I, I, no, I, I, mean, I hear what you're saying. Just, as an overall, you can be like, all right. As an overall, you're going, you got to, you got to give Vars, you know, certain moments. You're like, all right, you know. Yeah. But my thing is, even with the whole Vars thing, yeah, like, the people that would get so upset at him. I never understood. I never understood the people that get upset. He was saying stuff that didn't even make sense. Like it was all a joke. My man, my man, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, that's still like, yo, I will. I don't take it serious enough to not like who take that serious? Yo, I don't take him. I never took him seriously enough to not like him. And he's exactly. hilarious. I never took him. I never <laughs> took him serious enough to like even get upset. Like, yo, my man was on WWE. He talked his way into WWE. He talked about if I played Jordan one on one, like never lost. Like that's all jokes. Like who takes this but, serious? Jim, even on the WWE thing, the only thing I didn't like was you know the you know the little coon stroll that he did. Other than that, yo, he was on yo, WWE. That has become one of the biggest that has become a legendary gift. But listen. One of the biggest platforms in the world, I don't know if a lot of people noticed this, they had mannequins 
in the ring with his gear on. They had like five mannequins in the ring with BBB shirts on. Hold on. Yo, as a marketing dude, you gotta love that. I'm like, hold on. He talked his way. He talked his way into having his teenage son, who probably was a wrestling fan, be able to walk out to the ring, like with fans screaming, like. But that don't just come. Like they don't just offer that in the in the production meeting. He had to say, "All right, well, we're not gonna do this unless y'all showcase some BBB apparel." Now you know like BBB didn't is, end like, up I working out. Do, like, do and I'm saying, finally do small enough crazy. to wear my BBB shirt, so that's a part of my summer lineup this year. So shout out to Uncle. But here, here's what's funny about <laughs> it. He says like crazy, he says crazy and audac- audacious things. Right? It's like, yo, and I'm not making this comparison, so don't don't even go there. But I, it, it's kind of like when you when you see what the stuff that Ali would say, right? People would get so upset at it. But now, years later, we're looking at him like, yo, Ali was a marketing genius. Like, he would just say crazy stuff to get attention to himself. And it's the same thing he did. Now that his kids are where they're supposed to be, you don't even see him no more. He's not on social media the way he was. He's not on ESPN the way he was. He lets his kids gain do the talking, and now they're actually getting better. So it's like it, it, you can look at it like the end justified the means thing, but I don't even – I never took him serious when he was doing that stuff, but he did build up a profile he put, you know, the family got bread. Like, you know, Facebook paid for that mansion for him. Like, yeah, I Scabby mean, said he absolutely Jello. marketed him. He said, but Lonzo balled at UCLA. He said, he said, Jello must be feeling some kind of way. He got to. He got to. Jello played I mean, Jello, himself, Jello, Jello never going to start for a meal or anything. Committing, committing larceny overseas, then we'd we be in the, you know. The crazy part well, is, actually, I mean, larceny. Jello he is was, the he epitome was, he was doing, of. Like, cheap, cheap crime. Y'all remember the Charles Barkley commercial that started off any knucklehead could score? Because mm-hmm. Jello is the uh, he's the epitome of that. Because you know when they won the state championship, we talk about how good Lonzo was, and you know he did this, and now Melo. Jello was the leading scorer of that team, <laughs> of a team that went and bullied a lot of top programs in the nation, and they were just a public school at the time, just a just a public school who. Varb put his kids in and made them something that they never were before. And it's, it is even going on yeah. after them now. They get recruits now because of the Ball Brothers. They were just a regular old public school. Nothing. But here's Gino the thing. Jello, Jello is also a, a cautionary tale, yo, like, because you start feeling like I'm a part of this family. We just did. We got a Facebook show. My man, yo, he didn't even need to do what he did to get himself in trouble. If he right. would have just kept his head at down the time, they were UCLA, making money. What did you do that for? That's what I'm saying. It's it like, yo, that's how you know. That's how you know, bro. Like sometimes, man, like catches want to get over that klepto stuff. I mean, I had stealing. Like you in a foreign country stealing. Yo, stuff. your like, dad, yo. at the time, your pop is building a mansion with y'all logo on it, and you out there stealing glasses. <laughs> yeah, you yo. stole glasses, B. But I mean, what was the, what was right, the, what was the chick in Hollywood? What's her name? Uh, Scarlet or something or another? The chick was just stealing for no reason. Like she had millions, and she just like got addicted to stealing stuff. <laughs> just stealing. I used to steal Kool-Aid from the supermarket, but damn, that's like 33 cents. Um, damn, that, pay it anyway, back. Yeah. Yo, listen, yeah. all, all I'm going to say is this, man, like getting back to our – because we went way off uh, way off the rail. Yeah, but, that's B. He I ain't mean, even talking I, to us no more because we're talking about – No, he ain't even messing with us no more. He ain't B, even all on I'm the, saying he is he wasn't even on the show outline. We ain't even supposed to be talking about Bull. Yo, if you notice, Pops has fell off. Like, you got to get him Pops fell off. <laughs> yeah, you had a fire. Right, Gave his boy a blunk in for four for forty minutes. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Dude, so the NBA buyout market, man, um, you know, we know that stuff is in full full effect. Aldridge, Lamarcus Aldridge signed with the Nets. Um, Drummond signed with the Lakers. And the Clippers are in talks to sign Boogie Cousins to at least a 10-day contract. So, you know, it's one of them things. You got, like, the three best teams in the league by, by most people's accounts. You know, you got everybody running to them. Um, that quote that KD did said when 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 everybody's trying to go to the Heat and the Lakers, he will never live it down because every time Brooklyn picks up somebody else, um, it started when he went to Golden State. But then when he and Kyrie went mm-hmm. to Brooklyn, the quote resurfaced every week. Now everybody they trade for, everybody they sign, you see a resurfacing of KD's why everybody want to sign with the Heat and the Lakers? What happened to competition? Let's go back to going, hey, going mean, at these people. That quote come out every time one of his, his teams signs somebody. You got to watch what and you say, man, beloved. Never going to live it down. Never going to live it down. Never long. So yeah, shout out to them. Everybody, everybody's tooling up. Um, you know, we'll see still, how bro. it plays out. In the long run, I know, man. I know, uh, real quick, I know we're going to bring Tobias on in a second, but I see Tobias said that Jello is the Tito Jackson of his family. So I guess that <laughs> makes, like, Lonzo – does that make Lonzo Jermaine and, uh, and, and Mellow Michael? Like, is that what we're doing? <laughs> and we got Joe Jackson. I guess he got to be Jermaine. Jermaine, now, Jermaine now, now y'all going to disrespect – now you're going to disrespect the dead? Come on, man. <laughs> no, hold up, hold up. Only one, only one man. I mean, Joe, Joe ain't here. But, I mean, Jermaine and Tito still around, ain't they? Yeah. No, y'all, y'all brought Michael. Y'all invoked the name of Michael. <laughs> I'm just, I was going with his analogy, B. Hey, Michael did that to himself. Shout out to my man, though. Um, real, all right, let's let's get to bias on the line, and we can quickly talk about what happened while while y'all's on the grind. We can get up by the head. Tobias, what's going on, man? Good hell. Good Lord, man. But boy, I tell you what, man. Y'all treat me back, man. man y'all treat me like the Hornets treated JJ Reddick. But uh, how you guys doing, man? The Pelicans. By the way, this will be awesome. Alabama did win another championship. The women's wheelchair basketball team won a national title. <laughs> yeah, they the championship score this year, man. Yeah, man. You coming in here because you know UCLA did the UCLA hey. did the thing to y'all. Hey, you, you know, come on, y'all know it's 2021 basketball. When in doubt, keep shooting three. You can hit a logo three, but you can't hit the free throw. <laughs> Why yeah. you do that? <laughs> Alabama and the NCAA tournament, they live by and they died by. <laughs> Woo. They died by it the was three bad. and the free throw, though. Like, you still had a chance, <laughs> like, even though they were missing all them threes. Yeah, it all was right, bad. That, but hey, I say this, right? Y'all were talking about the NFL. All right, let's just be honest here, guys. The players' union is softer than David Robinson when he went up against Akeem Olajuwon. That's how soft they are. Uh, they will, cause you gonna have like the MLB. They shut down the World Series to get what they want. When they went on strike. They're not willing to sit it out. They just all you gotta do is dangle less OTA days and and get to smoke weed without losing games by being suspended. And they're like, hey, you can do whatever you want to us. <laughs> You know, yeah. But it's I mean, it's context behind that, though, Tobias. You got to realize these other leagues that we're comparing them to, man. These dudes are getting guaranteed money. They NBA ain't for NFL it. players ain't rich like the general public think they are. There's a you know top heavy amount of rich dudes 
in the, in the, in the NFL. Then you got, you know, some other dudes that if you're good enough with your finances, you can be good for the rest of your life. But then you got other dudes, even if their contracts say they're getting 400000 like like B or Jim, somebody mentioned earlier in the show. That's only that's only two fifty. They st- yep. and they still live check to check because they're trying to live like they're rich teammates. They're trying to keep up appearances as being an NFL player and make you think that what you already think is the truth. So a lot of these dudes yep. get in trouble by that. So if you dangle a little bit of money in their face and and some of that other stuff you said, they going for anything. <laughs> they going for anything. Yep. Yeah, they can go up like, to 19 games if you pay these dudes a couple hundred thousand dollars more. <laughs> you yep. 19 games, but one by a week. <laughs> yep. And y'all talk about y'all Eagles, right? I think what happens is, is that, like, you can't trade up for the fourth quarterback in the draft, the fifth guy. If that guy falls to you, cool. But people got to understand, I hear all this talk about, like, now they're knocking Justin Fields. Now they saying he ain't all that. Don't let him get to like number nine or ten and Belichick get his hands on him. Maybe those teams are saying that so y'all can knock him down and be stupid and pick a guy in Trey Lance who ain't played no football. He just looked the part, <laughs> you know. Uh, but we we should make too much of pro days. But I always say it's not about who, how high you go, it's where you go. Imagine Lamar Jackson went to the Browns, the Jets, or the Cardinals. The Cardinals dumped Rosa in a year. He went to the right team. Maybe it was pick 32, but they built the team around his skill set, and Lamar will get over $30 million now. What if he went to those other three teams? He'd probably be a backup right now. So it's about where you go, and I guess someone like Justin Fields, you should be hoping they keep knocking your name down, and you may go to a Denver who has solid players or like New England. You Pray for that, in my opinion. Let let that white boy from BYU go to the Jets. <laughs> you know, be cool. That's how I look at it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, what else you got before we kick you off? Man, hey, you already know, man. Hey, this is Sean Watson, Mr. Hand. I'm sorry, bro. You have to pay, you have to pay, pay those fines. I told you about hanging with Ben Roethlisberger. But, it ain't uh, just his hands. Yeah, it ain't his hands. Hey, I'll try to show up with his It is a family show. Been, all right, real quick, real quick. So by the that joint up to like 21 chicks now. Chicks. So, yeah, but not only that, all the stories coming out, like, it's, 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 it's disgusting, man. But my thing is this, though, right? Does that mean that the team was protecting, like, like, like let's, say, let's say the team didn't put him out here trying to, like, ruin his career. Does that mean that they were probably protecting him and now they're like, you know what? We ain't protecting your, uh, your sickness right. no more. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Absolutely, beyond the shadow of a doubt. Y'all know that? The NFL and the team were going to keep that Ray Rice thing under wraps until the video got out. They knew about that. They knew that. So my thing is, is, like, like my thing is, like, shouldn't they they be held responsible to them? They knew about it. Yep, yep. Because, uh, and I look at it like this, right? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. The world and its morality does not work that way anymore. Yep. Hey, you guys know what, man? That's why, like, man, Houston wish they would have traded him now. But, you know, but y'all was talking about, like, I said this last year, y'all talking about Russell Westbrook. I don't even look at him about no rings. My only criticism is how the hell you and Bradley build together and y'all can't eat, y'all ain't eat eligible for the play-in game. That's my criticism. <laughs> you got two when Bradley Bill, 15, 20 guys. Y'all got two expectations for Bradley Bill because he's putting the ball in the bucket. 
You know what I think? It's, it's, it's common denominator in Washington losing for real, for real is Bradley Bill. He didn't win. Yo, I thought it was John Wall's fault. We already talked about it, though. That's a great point about it. He's boring, but he's doing that kind of stuff. I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point, though, right? Because here's my thing, right? And I'm a a Russ supporter. I always take up for Russ. But I think it's something to that. First of all, shout out to Bradley Bill for being as arrogant as he is. I don't know if y'all saw that clip when he went to talk to the younger ball players. Yeah, so. And he was talking about what it to get in the NBA. Did y'all see that clip? No, I ain't taking yep. my job. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, like, can't tough. none of y'all guard me. Like, yo, so he 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 really in his bag. He really feeling himself these days. But um, mm-hmm. I just I do think it's something to that because in the NBA, if I if I hold if I hold you to being an elite player, an elite level player, I always feel like you should be able to get a team at least to sniff the playoffs, right? If you're an elite-level player, even if you have the rest of your team is completely garbage, as an elite-level player, I feel like you should have the talent to, to get your team. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, hey, the, East, did the East is like – I mean, but we've seen Russ do that you know. before. It ain't but, happening now. I know, We've I seen know, Russ do it before. But it's the East. The, East the question is, I ask y'all is when have we seen Bradley Bill do it? He the common denominator. I'm not blaming no, no, him. Him and Russ. Because in basketball, two players out of five on the floor, yeah, they should definitely be – Making yep. some kind of noise. I but think I think just, we've I'm already just, I think I'm we've already determined that Bradley Bill is 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 the lowest level of <laughs> superstar there is. Like he's a bum superstar. He's an iconic you know, bum. Yo, how you like a bum? He, how you a bum superstar putting up thirty a clip though? Here's my thing, right? So because he can't win. Because I remember, I remember, but I'm saying, don't Russ got to take some of that blame? But what I'm saying is, I'm trying to be a different guy. now, because he went Russ. Bull, but think about it. Russ, I, I, it's I, I never just, happened just, before. Just, he got Oklahoma yeah, City to the playoffs Russ. when people thought they would, wouldn't go back. Yeah, I defend Russ, but Russ got to get some of this blame, too, though, because I remember, like, I remember defending, like, Dominique Wilkins with this. People was like, oh, man, he, he can't win that shit. I'm like, yo, he on the, he's I'm like, yo, the top you, two player on the team. You make the playoffs with with, with Glenn Rivers and, and Spud Spud Webb as your second best player. Like you should be defended. Um, so my point is, Russ got to get some of this blame, even though I'm a Russ fan and I think that. Yeah, Russ but nobody, the short nobody, of the none of us weren't sh- making him share the blame. I think we were saying the exact thing that you're saying just about the other ball. Like Russ ain't there alone. You got to put some of the blame on ball too. So I'm not saying it's yeah, not. I, I say both ball. of them. I don't hold I don't hold Bradley Bill in the same regard as I hold Russ. I guess that's why I kinda like yeah. don't give him the blame. But when you leading the league in scoring then you you come to well, that yeah. you gotta be held accountable. Like those accountable. years yeah. when um Kobe wasn't making the playoffs and and he was putting up all those those numbers, I was talking dirty about him too because my thing is, if you're that elite level player, I understand you got trash around you, you can't win a championship, <laughs> but I feel like you yeah. still should. You be gotta make a playoff. difference. You can drag. Yeah, yeah. And, you gotta and drag. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I know you guys got to run because y'all squeezing me in later and later. Boy, if I was white. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'll tease it there. I got to get on there. But, uh, but, but you white, know what? Paul, you was white before you picked up the phone. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I know. But, but someone <laughs> tell J.J. Reddick, everybody can't go to Brooklyn. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. He uh, thought he was going to get the, my, my family live in Brooklyn sim- sympathy. 
I'm like, dude, you still Dallas still gonna make the playoffs. You got Luca kicking it out to you. You'll be all right. It, like it kills me. Like in the buyouts, I don't take nothing from these buyouts because most of these buyout guys suck anyway. <laughs> we we just gonna be honest about it. They ain't taking up dead space. Folks was hyped up when Darren mm. Williams got I got bought out. It, they, but here's I mean, the Blake part about Brooklyn. Blake out here dunking on people now. But yeah. I tell you the thing Blake, about Brooklyn. <laughs> that that people like, like like the national media won't look at, they fall behind entirely too many too many times in a row, and they coming back and these scrub teams. Why do they do that? Some of these better teams out here. Something to think about. And KD, oh, when the last time KD played? Well, like let's say KD ain't played since Biggie Smalls was spitting rhymes. I don't know when the last time he played. Yeah, yeah. The thing I mean, people underestimate. Um, chemistry, but at the same time, and you got as much talent as them, they'll figure it out quick. Yeah, yeah but hey, but you guys have a good one, man. I know you guys got to run. Right. And, and North Carolina, stay away from our basketball coach, Nate Oak. We run a clean program out there. We, we don't care what North Carolina, Carolina do. Nobody wants y'all, coach. <laughs> hey, All right, I'll, man. I'll take it easy, man. They might want the wheelchair coach. <laughs> the wheelchair coach was able to finish it. <laughs> All right, man, real quick, what happened while everybody was on the grind? Jim, you said it oh, earlier. Damn, like, no way that this show going to last two hours a night. Look at it. We're right I know. Yo, what's up. wrong? Yo, every 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 week we do this, man. Um, So, anyway, what happened while you were on the grind? That's probably our fault because MB's word because we carried around Jello, uh, Mello's nuts for 40 minutes. I know, I know, though. We get we get into a Mello. We get into a, we want to put a Lamelo segment, and we gotta find a sponsor for a Lamelo segment, like uh, this week in Lamelo, because we get into a Lamelo argument. Every all week you gotta do, all you gotta do is find Lavar. Find Lavar. Oh, y'all carrying my son's baggage around? Oh, I'm the triple B. We're gonna call it the Lamelo versus Anthony Edwards segment. Yo, real quick though, um, why? Lamelo versus segment. Yeah, that too. That too. Because, listen, man, I'm rooting for both kids, man. I want both kids to make it, man. Yeah, I like they're two black boys. I want them both to make it. Damn, he just threw but, Jello uh, out with the trash. No, he's Jello? talking about oh, – I thought he meant, I'm I thought he meant him and Anthony Edwards. But, I mean, Jello, oh, you're talking about Anthony Edwards. I got it. Yeah. I don't believe I'm telling you, Kobe and T-Mac, two of my favorite players from that era. I don't – you know, everybody got pit. Everybody gets <laughs> yo, back I'm only mad at Jello because of the way he played himself, yo. If he if he does not made it based on talent is one thing, but dog, like you could never mind. Anyway, while you on the ground is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? DigitalExtremeTech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three. Say you heard it here in the war room. Get you that discount. You're... I'll let it Jello. Anyway, Jello man. business is going to need a website because his business ain't going to be basketball. But shout out to him. That's my dude. Yeah, he's going to be a, a tattoo model now at this point. You know what I'm saying? Um, we make your site tattoo, Jello. Some photos on the you site. You saw Jazz, man. You saw no, Jazz. No. You saw Jazz in the news a lot this past year for, like, you know, um, from the board trying to give everybody COVID to to the team actually playing well to, to Mike Conley making an all-star team. But anyway – they back in the news because the team plane had to make an emergency landing on its way to Memphis after the engine uh, got damaged, which was caused by a flock of birds. Like, and I saw the pictures; Yo, it looked crazy. The engine was on fire. The plane was they breaking apart. Died out that month. They thought, yo, they were, hey, as a matter of fact, when they took off on another plane, uh, I think it might have been 40 minutes later after they did their emergency landing. Uh, Donovan Mitchell wouldn't get on the plane, so he didn't go. He didn't play against Memphis. They ended up winning anyway, 
and you know he was tweeting support for his teammates the whole time. They said he already has has a little bit of a fear of flying, but you know you're a ball player, you mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do. But this shook him up. So we like is, is Donovan Mitchell not going to be with him <laughs> for road trips from now on? Like they no. got to get their best player Man, back on the plane. Get your I, on the plane. Me. Listen, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was like you know, nuts until I like saw the pictures. I was like, yo, they almost yo, Richie Valens out that jump. Parts of the plane was falling off because the engine was on fire. They said the plane started bouncing and banking left because there was only one engine left. Yeah, <laughs> that shake you up. I don't know how. Up, I, I don't know how, but somehow this is also Rudy Gobert's fault. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Just, yeah. I agree with that. I don't know how either, but I agree. But shout out to the Jazz for still being here, man. We ain't we ain't need another movie about a, a whole team getting lost on an airplane. So shout yeah, out to the Jazz. Though, this another, I think the Lakers sent them birds. Story. <laughs> Yo, the NFL, the NFL owners approved Daniel Snyder's buyout of all Washington football team minority partners. So this will now make him 100% owner of his plantation. I mean, his football but, team. Yo, real quick. <laughs> how many, I wonder. I, does this does Jerry Jones own the entire uh, Cowboys? I, I wonder how many hundred percent owners there are. Can't yeah. be like, 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 but I this is crazy. I know this is bad news for Washington football team fans because, you know, he's he's you know talking about common denominators. He's somebody that everybody wants out. Everybody think when he's gone and he gives up the team, their fortunes will change. Yo, he not giving this team up anytime soon, cause they they not only approved the sale, they approved a four hundred and fifty million dollar debt waiver. So before the purchase, he owned forty point four percent of the team, but his mother owns six point five percent. His sister owns twelve point five percent. But like you said, Jim, now that he's getting this extra forty from his minority partners, now the Snyder family will own 100% of this team with dude own, owning like over 80% just by himself. Yeah. Like, you know, cause at this point, like if they have a sibling fight or you fight with his mom, you know, at least they can have their little stake. Dude going to own 80% by himself. So it's, it's crazy. Insane, yeah. Washington fans like, damn yeah, it. Cats out here, cats out here be having family businesses that be like little poppy stores. My man's family business is a Washington football team. Meanwhile, they still <laughs> under investigation for the, you know, the cheerleader brothel they was trying to run <laughs> for their season ticket holders. They don't, they don't care about that. That's about to go away. Yeah, I mean, they should probably try to figure out a way to trade for Deshaun. Somewhere. But but y'all y'all talk about Y'all talk about the good old yeah, boys but, network, man. The NFL owners had to approve this. So they don't care yeah. what he does. They don't care about his his uh history with the Native that's, Americans that's because, and being stubborn about the, the, the team. The they don't care. <laughs> on the on the low I mean, I'ma throw this I'm gonna go ahead and throw this bomb out there because it ain't really a bomb. But I think all professional sports team owners treat their cheerleaders the way he does. That's what they're there for. That's that's what all somebody just snitched. Somebody just snitched on him. That's not really a bomb. I mean, here's my thing though. Like, and you know, I mean, we went through a whole phase this past year of like, you know, all these diversity initiatives and all these companies were going to do this, that, and the third. And now it's like, 
It came to that, other than the fact that Aunt and Mama and Uncle Ben are gone. That's all, like nothing else really came to that. They changed it to the Washington <laughs> professional football team. Like, if you really cared about diversity, like, the really was a joke. Like, you, you want to get some people that have seats at the table that can, you know, reflect society so you don't make some of the mistakes you make. And I'm not talking about just from a black standpoint. I'm Yo, talking they about stole us fair and square. All races and, you know. But, I mean, hey, man, listen, it is what it is, bro. But it's, it's just interesting that they approve that. And I was thinking about my little Deshaun comment. Like, it actually wouldn't work because Deshaun didn't even want to go to the John. He just paid for the young man. Deshaun was trying to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Anyway. It's, it's a very easy anyway. way for him not to be in the trouble that he's in. He, this is gonna, yeah, this might just like, be yo, yellow man. level stupidity on Deshaun. I could have took him down Ninth Street. There's some bad John. Yo, um. <laughs> Allegedly. Yo, shout out to the rubber. Allegedly. Shout out to the rubber. Allegedly. Allegedly shot to the rubber tugs in Chinatown, but, you know, be safe, though. Um, another story real quick. Uh, detectives found the cause of Tiger Woods' crash, but they won't reveal it. Um, what do you guys think it is? You guys want to speculate on what really caused did she, did she die? Did she die or did she make it up? <laughs> ah, shout, out to, shout out to NORE, man. You know what I'm saying? No. Tiger, Tiger don't even remember driving that day, so we know what, we know what it was hitting for. There's a lot of, you know, California laws that's, you know, stopping them from doing this. Of course, the headlines make it sound like they just don't want to tell us, but, you know, yeah. they they need his permission, actually, to, to let it out. But Tiger said he don't remember yeah, driving man. that. You know what it was hitting for. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he paid her medical bill. You think it was a liquid? Was it liquid? Was it the, was it the you know, was he on that piss? Was it a young lady's head somewhere? You know what I mean? Shopping Lori? Perk, like, Perk 10. Perk 10. I think it was both. Perk 10 yeah. and, Perk 10 and a Chewy. Yeah. yeah, he definitely goes. Perk, yeah. Perk 10 and a Chewy. And when it, when, when it hit the tree, did she fall down or was she already, was she already up off it? <laughs> she got ejected into the woods and they never even knew she was there. But, um, <laughs> into the woods. Uh, yo, she got ejected into the woods, and the woods ejected into. Never mind, ours. <laughs> you know, her body, yo, oh, Don Demarco. <laughs> you trying to say her body? You say her body's still out there somewhere, yo? It's still out there somewhere. So <laughs> what I want to know is, since he's since since Tiger is back, is he back? Should I slow it down and say it again like Jay? You know, because his no, bar all, all is going over you know, everybody's head. Should, should I hit y'all with the get it? If you guys have the experience of um, being taken care of when you're driving, dog, like, yo, and, 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 and that same person knows what they do. Yeah, I'm going too far to show, but you know. So people just want to know. Like, listen, the, the I'm trying to be like Stephen A, man. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, please, the people. I'm like only Stephen cool. A, I'm only cool for about two minutes. I got to pull over. B. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm done after two minutes, but no more. That's all I want to ask the cops. Did the woods eject into her before she was ejected into the woods? That's all. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, man? <laughs> Yo, Don DeMarco. Yo, Yo. Whatever it is, man, they're not letting us. Yo. Yo. 
is she a cannibal or is she pregnant? They're not going to let us on ESPN to entertain with Stephen A. Yeah, he often called her a throat fitter. Yo, anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on to baby cannibals. Tiger, we with you. Oh. We with you. I ain't with you because you cablation, but they with you. Oh my god! All right, what, what's up, man? What else happened? We're gonna get listen, out. man. Yo, shout shout out to everybody that watches our videos uh, of our NBA Top Shots openings, man, because that's what's on our YouTube channel these days. Like that's where we spend our time at on NBA Top Shots. But uh, NBA Top Shots just got a, a um, another round of funding, and they got three hundred and five million dollars in funding. But what's interesting is about uh, some of the folks who actually put money in. And mm-hmm. a big piece of that money came from Michael Jeffries. So Michael you know, man said, like, I see money, I see dollar signs. So, uh, so when you see when you see Jumpman put his bread up, and that leads me to believe that they about to drop me and me. Like, and me. Mm-hmm. Like, about to drop some very expensive you know, merchandise on the blockchain. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Jump, yeah, Jumpman got involved? Yeah, Jumpman as involved. An as an investor in the company. Current players, Kevin Durant, Kyle Lowry, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Clay Thompson are involved. Um, two two chains is involved. <laughs> two chains. Teddy boy. I think what's interesting about this entire thing, and you know, I've seen Kevin Durant's name on a lot of cap tables. I've seen um, Spencer Dinwiddie is like notorious investor in all kinds of emerging technologies. I think that with these players are going, we really all see the effects of for a couple of generations. But you know, and a lot of this, honestly, you know. It, I got to give Magic and Michael their credit because Magic and Michael were like the, the, the first two dudes that kind of like pushed this narrative like, yo, we're going to own some ish um, outside of playing. So so these are all their babies. Yo, so you're not like, – so, so, Jimmy, you're not going to give Raheem Ishmael the credit that he deserves <laughs> for the investment he made. Rent him spoons I mean, and float him couches. Listen, <laughs> listen <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. you know, them couches. <laughs> Yo, and listen, and here's the thing though. So I, I would say this though. I would say that Magic, Magic kind of made. Actually, I would say Dr. J made the way for Magic, and Magic made the way for Mike. But in terms of like the whole branding and businessman thing, but I also feel like I gotta say this, and it's not saying this because I'm a Magic fan, but I feel like Magic sacrificed his health so these athletes could be where they're at because Magic, Magic, Magic was able to get the game. From Dr. Jerry Buss about ownership. There was a lot of game being spit up in the portal, but that ain't the only thing that was being spit. But there was a lot of game being spit. He was only able to get the game because he was willing to sacrifice his health. So Magic sacrificed his health so these dudes could be owners, man. So shout Mm -hmm. to Magic, man. Greatest of all time. I don't really accept that because Bull had the cure 18 years ago, so his health is cool. But he still had to sacrifice it. He had to go in. He had to know. sacrifice it, man. He sacrificed his health. Oh, okay, I got you. Bus. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I ain't gonna go let a COVID patient sneeze on me just because they said it's a vaccine out there. Like, <laughs> I don't want no part of that. a sacrifice. Yo, shout, shout out to everybody. Yo, do you I think mean, Magic and Genie Bus ever? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, move to the next story because like, we're running out of time, but it's getting crazy. Oh, yeah. Yo, um, I didn't realize what time it was, but yo, people, so, um, NBA yo, May sixteenth, right? May sixteenth. I want you guys to mark this date down. May sixteenth, twenty twenty one. 
a new league is starting up. It's NBA Africa. NBA Africa. I this down because I just talked about the future of uh, the owners in terms of the players. I think this is going to be the future of the league. When you start putting money into the motherland and allowing people to compete at a high level and get, like, you know, um, coaches at a young age. I mean, we're already seeing seeing Joel and Bede and all these guys dominate. Watch what you're about to see now. They got a 12-team league from teams all across Africa playing in an inaugural 26-game season. They were first going to do it. They were actually going to play in all these places. But they kind of bubbling it up. They all gonna play in, a, in an arena in Rwanda, you know. You know, COVID did a lot. You know, to, are they to are they gonna that. play in a hotel in Rwanda? I'll be here all day. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, if you know, you know. Don Don you know, Demarco, more bars. <laughs> but anyway, man. So I, I, I listen. I know we're joking about this, but I, I want you guys to really remember this. May sixteenth, twenty twenty one. I think it's about to be a shift in NBA culture, dog. All the European players are going to step their lives up. Because, mm-hmm. uh, no, think no, about what it. Is this, dunk, this is what damn is this dunk contest this going to be? Damn near, I mean, they didn't really say this was the intention, but this is damn near probably going to turn into a, like an African G League. So it's going to be easier to find the talent because they're going to all be in one place. You ain't got to travel to Listen, 18 man. different countries in Europe to find um, Luka Doncic. You know what I mean? Rest in, rest in power, rest in power to David Stern, because I remember David Stern vividly talking about how he was going to take over the globe with his game and basketball was going to take over soccer, and I used to laugh at him. But when they started putting NBA Africa and they dominate Europe the way they do and they're, they're ready from China, like, this, he wasn't lying, bro. Africa. I mean, Daryl Morey's about the single hand. We can, we can, we can, we can, we can get into a debate one show. We don't have time now about whether basketball could ever take over soccer. But when he first said it, I laughed. But now I'm not laughing no more. No doubt. No doubt. Anyway, man, Dev, before we get out of here, tell me about what happened this date in sports history real fast. Real quick, this date in sports history, of course, is brought to you by Sports the Book. Make sure you go to sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com to get that, to read that. Um, written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. But this date in sports history uh, April 1st, 2008, New York Yankees set a Major League Baseball record by winning their 11th straight home opener in a 3-2 win against the Toronto Blue Jays. As y'all can see, it was a very slow day and historical moment. Yeah, that was light, so shout out to the Yankees. Definitely. We probably ain't had to read that. Nothing against the Yankees. It was just yeah. a weak-ass moment. Let's get up out of here. Yeah, that was my work. Yankees and Phillies. I remember asking, like, I remember being in, like, fourth grade asking, girl, would you like to see, like, better the Yankees or the Phillies? And then proceeded to hit him with a joke afterwards. And put it the Yankees or the Phillies. Yeah, Yankees and Phillies. And then laugh for, like, a whole half hour because I got that joke on. But anyway, um, shout out to everybody for tuning in with us this week. You know what I'm saying? Catch us back next week. You know, we'll always be here every Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, or until we get tired of being Stephen A's. But uh, how <laughs> everybody got through. Um, those who didn't get to we apologize. But listen, man, peep everything we do at the Hub. The Hub is warroomsports.com. That's where all of our social media contacts are, all of our content. Sports the Book is there. Everything is at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Shout out to Mellow Ball. Get better, young boy. <laughs> <laughs>
Jimmy, know the blueprint. Yo. Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out to Dez, PJ, Be Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com, get that mobile app. It's knocked out, call it 323, working double 012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough sports. Showtime like magic in the block push. Magic looking alive, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credit as I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.